Welcome to You Hate Movies, the podcast where casual moviegoers, film lovers, and cinephiles argue about movies. Today we conclude our five-part miniseries as we react to Terminator Genesis. Along the way, you'll get major spoilers for all Terminator films, as well as minor or abstract spoilers for Star Wars, Rocky Balboa, Tron Legacy, Short Circuit, and Bicentennial Man. He's back, as he said, as he keeps saying. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, he's back. It's, yeah, we're already setting ourselves up that it wasn't good. Okay, so first, (laughs) we have to reiterate our love for Arnold. We love Arnold. And that was one of the, uh, you know, key factors of being so excited for this, right? It was great to have him in the movie. It was great to have him on screen in in the little bit that we had of him. And I love the uh, the universe of the Terminator sci-fi story. It's great. It's fun. Yeah, I think that my love for the Terminator mythos is what's complicating my uh, perception of this movie. And I use that word complicated on purpose because this movie was complicated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's complicated. It's been out for a little while. I had fun going to see it. We went and saw it. I had to walk past that that poster and cover my eyes so I didn't get a yeah. spoiler as I entered so the So we've been talking about that forever, how the promotional campaign was just ruining the movie for everybody. Yeah, yeah so if you're not a butthole and you actually care about your movie-going experience, then you're, the only reason you're listening to this is because you too have seen Terminator Genesis. But we've got to assume some of you guys don't give a crap. You're so disrespectful. <laughs> you ought to be ashamed <laughs> of yourself. <laughs> you're listening to this and you haven't seen Terminator Genesis. Thanks. But uh, as like we said at the beginning, we're about to spoil everything and it's on you. It is yeah. absolutely on you. So one of the things that the Terminator Genesis marketing campaign took and absolutely ran with was this idea that John Connor uh, becomes the antagonist at some point during yeah. the movie. Not only the antagonist, but Skynet has turned John Connor into a cyborg at mm. a cellular level. Right. And, and we're poster, not talking cell phones. The poster clearly ruins that for you because his face is burned off revealing the red eye. The Yeah. Yeah. The classic red so eye. So I think, went well, to see I think we know what happens here. <laughs> yeah. I went to see Jurassic World and as I was walking into the theater I had to walk past life size stand ups of the four main characters and turned around to see you know, John Connor with his skin melted off, revealing that he was a robot. And I was like, well, that ruined that. (laughs) (laughs) I am probably one of the very fortunate few in America to not have that spoiled for me. I had to take extreme measures to get into that theater without it being spoiled. Yeah, we helped you there. I I dodged the trailers in the main poster, but that stupid stand-up, I didn't know it was going to be there it was in front of the door yeah you had to walk past it to get in and the only way i was able to was to avert my sight away yeah walk backwards like patrick i made it so far i didn't see that poster i knew that that i could see that there was a giant cardboard cutout across the mall so i purposely like held up my hand like a blinder (laughs) <laughs> um, I guarded my eyes from trailers even before mm-hmm. uh, Jurassic World. I stuck my fingers in my ears to not hear the trailer. And then uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Screen Rant puts out an honest trailer for Terminator 2. Thanks a lot, guys. And in the honest trailer for Terminator 2, they re- they spoil the John Connor surprise after I had done so much work yeah. to avoid it. So that ruined it for me. Uh, and it was jerks. clearly meant to be a twist when you actually see the film. I was totally twisted. <laughs> you twisted you up? Man, I was so <laughs> twisted. I saw him, mouth open, gasping. <gasps> Whoa! Uh, he was like one of those cinnamon donut things. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> a, twi- yeah. a twist. Yeah. So you think it's kind of like uh, Terminator 2 where we were discussing how it could have been a twist where you see both of the... Uh, machines moving towards John Connor and then at the moment in the mall they both pull out weapons and then you Mm -hmm. see that Arnold is the good guy Mm -hmm. but then you go back and watch the trailer and you obviously see (laughs) at first he was a bad guy now he's a good guy and they give away the twist in the trailer yeah and if you recall they did the same exact thing with Terminator Salvation the idea that Marcus Wright was a, a secretly even to him a Terminator was in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think that this? Do you think that the spoilers in the marketing increase ticket sales? I think that's what they're hoping. I think that they're 
worried that if they leave the promotion too ambiguous, you know, like at this point we've seen so much in the Terminator universe that uh, they're like, oh, we got to show them that we've got tricks up our sleeves. <laughs> and in this case, we will show them every trick yeah. that we have up our sleeve. But Nothing is left to the imagination. In our world of clickbait, you'd think that they would try and be more coy. You won't believe what happens next. <laughs> <laughs> Schwarzenegger jumps out of a helicopter. <laughs> you won't believe what happens. John Connor returns to the past from the future. You won't believe what secret he brings with him. <laughs> it's that he's a Terminator now. Yeah, right. Well, I guess he's not technically a Terminator, is he? No. They this called him a Terminator, didn't they? Did they? Yeah. The Terminator is a name given to a specific unit that Skynet builds. Cyberdyne Systems, a T-800 and a T-600. They're all Terminators. But the other things, like the hunter-killer, those aren't Terminators. Terminators right. are like assassin. Uh, I think that the, the, the characters in the movie see any kind of humanoid robot <laughs> trying to kill them as a Terminator. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's reasonable at this point for them to... Yeah. Assume anything that's coming at them, that's a robot. Mm. Terminator. They're like in their kitchen and start fire up the vitamins. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it's a Terminator. It's funny, yeah, because it's a Vitamix. It's not trying to kill. Them. Yeah, or they go outside to get in the car and they're like, "Well, let's just jump in the old Terminators." And they're like, "Not everything that's a machine <laughs> is a Terminator." Right. So before we nitpick the thing to death, what did you guys like about the movie? I just want to say that I think that you should, if you're listening to this and you are one of those buttheads that didn't go see it yet, I do think you should go see yeah. Terminator Genesis. Yeah. I think you should really? board the flick. And that it was fun. It was fun seeing Arnold back in action and all of the Terminator themes and concepts come back to life. Yeah, I don't regret. Terminator world. Don't regret buying that ticket or being in there no, whatsoever. Right. It was fun. And the the thing is, is that a lot of people get bent out of shape when sequels are on the way or remakes are on the way. My thinking is, why not let them try? You know <laughs> what I mean? If it if it turns yeah. out to be bad, it's not like it's going to hurt anything. You've still got the mm. original Terminator movies. Yeah, this doesn't change Terminator Two. It's still the same, unless you're Star Wars, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. If well, they didn't, if we didn't let them try, you wouldn't get things like Rocky Balboa, yeah. which after all that turned out to be great. So. Well, the world really didn't like Genesis. It's only 27%. It's rotten. That is rotten. That's very yeah. rotten. The bummer is that often when movies are rotten on Rotten Tomatoes, it's because critics are flaming jerks and they don't know how to make a movie themselves. They hate movies. They hate movies. In this case, it seems like a lot of the audience is connecting with the critics. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't care for it that much either. So the... Let's try to... Th this is the problem I've had with Genesis the more I thought about it because we saw it a couple days ago. We didn't say what we liked about it besides go see it. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> well, there's positive things, right? Sure. Yeah. Well, thinking about the Terminator world being brought back to life, it almost, in the literal sense, is recreated from the first two movies. Yeah. Where they are shot for shot reshooting some of the scenes from the opening of Terminator one. And that yep. was fun to see. It was. And I got to say, uh, well, I, I was conflicted about it. I was thinking to myself, especially that I want to know what you guys thoughts are on the <laughs> CG 1984 Arnold. <laughs> I thought the, it looked pretty good. It did. Like it looked yeah. frighteningly good. Now in your, there's something about it that wasn't all together. I don't know if it's just that I know you, that Arnold is no longer that young, Yeah, but something about the way that it moved or looked wasn't completely yeah. there. But I thought that the proportions of his face were some somewhat odd. I kind of he kind of felt like the Hulk the way that yeah. he moved. Something was animated about him. Yeah. But it's the closest it's ever been for something like that. Certainly a huge step over even what we saw on Terminator Salvation or in like that the Tron movie where they recreated yeah. young uh, Jeff Bridges. Yeah, young Jeff Bridges, which yeah. looked really janky. Yeah. <laughs> I think that young Schwarzenegger was kind of like. You know, in high school, you have to do those sketch drawings of a portrait, like with, with a uh, pencil. Yeah. And no matter how close you get it, you know, like someone's eyes are always crossed or their <laughs> nose is always crooked or something. The, the proportions of the face are slightly <laughs> right. askew. You know what they're trying to do. <laughs> it's like it's just not quite. I, there. I know who you're drawing. That's definitely an old portrait of Christina Aguilera <laughs> 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 that you ripped out of a magazine and you brought into art class. Yeah. Uh, 
that's how I kind of felt about Schwarzenegger. It's like, yeah, I get who this is. This is really, really good. But there's something about it that's just not convincing. Not quite there. Yeah. But it's weird because some of the um, the scenes from the Terminator that they're recreating various, you know, kind of on the nose. The shot of Arnold getting up out of the plasma ball from Spencer's. <laughs> and then he walks to the camera and kind of looks side to side. And... Part of that is because that happens in the Terminator, but the other part, I'm sure that they're showing off to you. Look what we freaking did. Look what we can do. But, and yeah. it was impressive. I was like, you could see his pores and the hairs on his face. And yeah, it, it was, was really uh, great. So even though it wasn't like altogether convincing, it was as convincing as it could possibly be, and it was cool to see. Yeah, it was really fun to watch old and new Arnold fight. What a weird world we're living in <laughs> that you can just... Well, what, what are you going to do, guys? Arnold ain't the same age he was in 1984. It's okay. We'll just make him. Yeah, yeah we'll make him. <laughs> and they did. He even said lines. He delivered lines on the young Arnold did. Did he? CG Arnold. Yeah, he yeah. said the same thing. From oh, the, yeah, from nice night the Terminator. Your clothes. Yeah. I thought it was fun seeing them recreate those scenes, but I was still so confused why they wouldn't try and do it more accurately. Like, they brought in those young punks up at Griffith Observatory, but they... W- clearly weren't identical. To, I mean, it wasn't Bill Paxton. Sure. Right. Yeah. Why didn't they at least give them the exact yeah. same outfit? Right. Why did they make him look like he was from some punk rock scene? They just strolled out of a show. Yeah. I don't know either because they obviously not only had access, but they were referring to those things to yeah. create them as accurately as they right. did. Why not just make him... Because uh, Bill Paxton in The Terminator was wearing some garment covered in tire tracks. Yeah, and he had tire tread on his face. This yeah. guy didn't have that at all. Why <laughs> Why would they decide not to do that? Somebody was like, God, that was dumb. Let's just not do that. <laughs> it was too late for that. It's too late, yeah. <laughs> You're in there. So I thought that was cool. I liked the, I liked the idea that the movie actually starts um, having to shoehorn in all this content that mm-hmm. we know retroactively from the Terminator franchise about Judgment Day and Skynet and all this stuff. But then it takes you um, basically into the thick of the premise that carries the first movie. So you get to see the climax of the war against the machines with John Connor and how they bring down the heart of Skynet and discover that they have this other weapon that they sent a Terminator into the past. All the stuff that you get in exposition Mm-hmm. in the terminator you actually see happen which i thought was really cool and the look of it the the actual the c the cg t800s look better than they've ever looked yeah they, yeah. they get scarier every time makes it more menacing <laughs> yeah and the idea of like human concentration camps that the machines are labeling and put the people in was yeah pretty scary and it was kind of weird seeing a t800 drive a truck <laughs> a, a like a bear t800 endoskeleton driving a truck yeah, yeah that t800 was being controlled by the humans though it was but it must have been somewhat normative because they didn't just say like why are you in a truck it's weird yeah but i guess they're programmed to behave like humans yeah but why didn't they just program the truck (laughs) i don't know they do that with their other vehicles (laughs) yeah they've got all these other vehicles that are automated we had to get some more transformers in this we can't just leave it alone they have to make more there's like a spider Spider or Cyberdyne robot yeah. Yeah. keeps jumping out of a helicopter and chasing everyone around. He was tough, though. Mm. Yeah. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> he was tough. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I felt about that opening fight scene, though, where they're in the future and they're trying to get to the time machine before Arnold can come back. What do you mean I don't know how you felt? I, I just, <laughs> just maybe I have enough, haven't had enough time to contemplate it. Okay. <laughs> Well, now's your chance. I just don't know. I just don't know what it was, but I just had a hard time connecting with John Connor, that John Connor, in in this future. Yeah. Was that actor? Guy that was in Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, he was. He yeah. was great in Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Mm-hmm. I forget his name. Sorry, man. It's it's hard to connect with any John Connor at this point because we've There's had so to connect many. with that's so what many. I was. That's but, what I was thinking. It's like at this point. I understand why, because from the very beginning, we were getting these flash forwards of this like scarred up, rugged hero man. But at the same time, the way that we kept talking about through the series that T2 eclipsed all the other movies in the franchise. When I hear John Connor, the first thing I think of is Edward Furlong with his hangbang. So it seems like no one has ever been able to interject any of that character into future 
John Connor. Right. right. To say nothing of the fact that he's been like six or seven different guys. I think that Christian Bale was better though. I really, I really enjoyed Salvation more than Genesis. I, I would agree with that. I think that Christian Bale was a more relatable, understandable, insane, <laughs> insane yeah, version was. of John Connor. And I was kind of, I was kind of disappointed because how stylized Salvation was and how cool it was to see. I feel like Genesis kind of fell flat of that. It different, definitely did not have a any kind of vibe visually. Yeah. And so maybe I had a hard time connecting coming out of salvation, enjoying the way that they portrayed this desolate future. And I felt like Genesis was maybe too colorful or too, too, too all over the place. Cartoony. It wasn't, it wasn't like gritty enough. I think I agree. The first, the good thing about the first two films, the, the original is super gritty throughout and super eighties throughout, but T2 gives you a ton of different settings and they like spend a lot of time traveling from place to place, but there's a really consistent vibe that feels very James Cameron throughout that movie that you don't get in T3. Salvation does something altogether different, but it's consistent. And uh, Genesis didn't feel like there was any consistency whatsoever. In the first opening scene in that fight scene, I thought this is kind of cool because this is the first time that that we see a ton of this future war that actually looks like the way they foreshadowed it in the other movies with like a really blue color palette and neon lights and lasers and that kind of thing. Cause salvation went more for like a dystopian wasteland, like a dusty deserty type of vibe. Um, so the, yeah, it didn't visually, it wasn't all that engaging. Uh, didn't have like a consistent aesthetic. If there was anything that would, make it compete with salvation. It's just that you get actually get Arnold in Genesis, which right. is points for Genesis. Um, but it was better than T3. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. It was better than T3. <laughs> it was definitely better than T3. I think that the John Connor thing is like, I couldn't connect to him when he was the hero. And then minutes later he was the bad guy. So I, yeah. even though it was a cool twist, I didn't really feel anything. It's like, I still don't even really know who he is. So why do I feel betrayed? Why would I feel upset about him? That's true. Yeah. We didn't get to spend that much time with him. I mean, we, we did get a few moments with him and Kyle Reese interacting, but even that wasn't enough to make me care about these, these two new characters. Right. Cause I, I still didn't even connect with Kyle Reese that much. Yeah. And he's just so different than the way Kyle Reese was played. In the original flick, I know. Yeah. Right. Uh, it wasn't like the original one was so desperate and, you know, trying to make sense of things. Yeah, this he guy was kind of like, crazy. Yeah. The, the, the original was a little crazy, desperate's a good word for it. And he was like this lanky, skinny. Yeah. Fumbling around. He, was, <laughs> he wasn't like this, conf- he didn't have a ton of confidence and. Uh, he was just scrappy. Yeah, he was scrappy. If anything, he was determined. Yeah. But he was, uh, yeah, it's he almost was still war hardened, but almost to the point where it was making him go crazy instead yeah. of this new Kyle Reese who's muscular and he's got his life together and they just won the war. Everything's yeah. good. Let me go do this. Yeah. And he, he almost had like a camaraderie with John Connor that was more like, this is my pal. We hung out and made moonshine together <laughs> instead of like the Kyle Reese in the original movie, um, is completely swept up in everything that's been going on in this future world. And John Connor's risen to the status of, of like sainthood or something like that, or this, <laughs> this godlike yeah, figure, good, yeah. that's you a know what I mean? And, uh, so of course he's going to jump in that time machine. Anyone would have probably done it. And they depicted that a little in the movie, but Kyle Reese was more like his weightlifting buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he was, and then the, the chick from game of Thrones, which I've never watched. Go ahead and send us emails about that. Was she Sarah Connor? Yeah. Oh, I've never seen that either. Um, Game of Thrones. We're more about movies here than television. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we hate television. <laughs> <laughs> but she she didn't do a bad guy. Go- uh, bad. <laughs> she didn't do a bad job playing Sarah Connor per se. But I didn't feel like a connection to the way that she doesn't no. have to play it exactly like Linda Hamilton played it. But Linda Ham- Linda Hamilton's one eighty from like vulnerable Sarah Connor to like super bad out tough Sarah Connor 
so different yeah than the way this girl played tough sarah connor yeah Yeah, but we also have to consider that she has been raised by a terminator and is hardened and is sarcastic so she is a different sarah connor she's like a 90s teenager that's not yeah that's kind of how she played it um sassy i thought it was interesting that they tried to play into sarah connor and kyle reese's childhoods Almost like they're trying, and they did in a way, trying to discredit John Connor completely because he had been turned by the machines into a machine. So at some point in the movie, they're like saying, yeah, we're done with this John Connor thing. Let's focus on Kyle Reese's childhood and Sarah Connor's childhood and move from there. They're the heroes, not this John Connor jerk. Which was an incredibly interesting take on it because the whole franchise at this point has been to, more than saving humanity, was saving John Connor. And now he's like, Completely out of the picture. Yeah. They hate him even. Now they have to get rid of... Now they just be can't even. To get rid of John Connor. And did they... In the movie, they don't end up conceiving John Connor. So as no. long as he continues to exist in the present, I guess that yeah. means that somewhere in the future they actually have sex. But shouldn't well, he be like Marty McFly? Shouldn't he start to turn see-through at some point? He should have. Yeah, shouldn't he just disappeared? Well, see, the, yeah. this but whole... The, they even discredit that when he starts saying, uh, who cares... Because he's like, but if you kill me, you kill yourself. He's like, not anymore. We're changing everything. And like, yeah. we're yeah, saying that just that like he, we're, just, we're just ignoring <laughs> all the rules yeah. of time travel. Well, they have essentially the whole time anyway. But so. I was thinking when they traveled from 84 to 2017, mm-hmm. uh, that if they were to conceive, they would have to go back to 84 and Sarah Connor have to stay there. They couldn't conceive John Connor in the future because then he'd be an infant. He'd be really old yeah. this time, yeah. Or young. That's true. Young. That's true. They should have listened to Arnold at the time to mate. <laughs> yeah. But even if they still conceived in 84, she has to go back and give birth to him in 84. That's right. right. But at this point, they don't. Timeline. Skynet is no more. So whatever judgment day, they might just be pushing it further and further back anyway. Why didn't that photo of Sarah Connor, which they recreated of her in Mexico uh, at a gas station? I, I couldn't handle that. I, I scoffed at it as soon as I saw That's it. That's true. He made an audible sound. I went, ugh, and I turned in my chair. What was your problem <laughs> with that exactly? <laughs> he well, just loved the original picture so well, much. Well, yeah, it was just, I was think that was our first glimpse of the new Sarah Connor and them trying to recreate old scenes with new people. And it just felt unnatural and weird. Yeah. It was weird because at this point, watching those movies, you've seen that photo so many times. Oh, yeah. So that photo should have vanished. (laughs) You know Uh, what I mean? Yeah, that photo shouldn't exist. Why would that photo be there? She was never in that Jeep getting her photo taken by a little Mexican boy. anonymous German Shepherd or whatever was sitting with her. (laughs) That was her uh, Terminator detector. (laughs) Terminator Detector. Tyler, I have a theory why these movies don't work. Can I tell you about it? <laughs> okay. You I've just got, want to tell me? I've got Josh, one too. Josh, you can go yeah. do your own thing. I want to tell you about mine. <laughs> yeah, I've, you I've, can take a break, Josh. <laughs> Patrick and I are going to... I mentioned gotcha. it to Josh before, and he has his own theory, so we're going to... Oh, you guys present. are talking without me? Yeah. Oh, great. Anyway. Well, okay, let me hear your theories. I'll just sit here and listen. <laughs> <laughs> it's better to present it this way, then you can tell us which one is, makes more sense. Oh, okay, that's great. I'll sit in judgment. Mine okay. will. So I think the Terminator 2 ruined the franchise. And this is why. <laughs> it's because you need to clarify that before everyone stops well, listening. Well, that's you got to you got to draw yeah, them in. Qualify that. It's the best movie, one of my top five of all times. But uh, the story of Terminator One is the last ditch effort of the machines was to send back one machine to stop the conception of the leader, and then the humans got in there and fixed it up and did one more as well. And that was like the last ditch effort of the whole war scenario, right? And then in Terminator 2, they send back two more machines. No one knows how or why. They just like, yeah, oh. Because it was just one more machine. Terminator 2 opens with saying they, they sent back one, which was, the one, which was the T-800 we experienced in the Terminator. And then they sent another one. So that was two total. Yeah, but they. Two total after the other two. And in the Terminator, they, Kyrie specifically says, two go through, nobody comes back. And right. that's it. The machine was done They for. ignored that right. in T-2. Yeah. And, and also, we jumped way in the future because the machines have lost the war, but somehow they advanced in technology to create a T-1000 to send back as well. They don't explain why. The problem with that is now, in this world, it doesn't make sense why there's like, why don't they just send back dozens of Terminators to, to make it make sense? Because in Genesis, like, all of a sudden, there's a T-1000, and then there's the old T-800 that goes back as Sarah as a kid. Why don't they just send back a whole mess of them and take care of it? This timeline is a mess, you're right. And 
when you see uh, Schwarzenegger get sent back in Genesis, he's f- being f- held in a room with what looks like a hundred other T eight hundreds. Yeah, and right. they just send one. Well, they've got all these others well, on just reserve. Have them lining up. Bloop, yeah, just bloop, keep going bloop. one at a so, time. As much as Terminator Two is a masterpiece, I think we love it because the characters are so great, and we kind of ignore the the floods so and the stories. They stretched the logic to the breaking point and got away with it, right? To the point where there's nothing else we can do with this story that makes sense. This is why all the movies following it have suffered. You blame T two, huh? I blame T two as much as I love it. You're saying, well, you're saying you blame T two. Yeah, actually, what you're really doing is blaming the movies that didn't have the good sense right. to understand that T two had already broken the. <laughs> if they're gonna do the subsequent movies, need to do something where they address why those machines came back and then fix that where nothing else can be time traveled and then move forward. It's just that issue is just perpetuating in Genesis because we have no clue who sent back the T-800 to save Sarah Connor. At or the extra T-1000 for th- for that matter. Yeah, in 1984. Yeah. The Asian Why is T-1000. he there? <laughs> Why is he there? They're just, yeah, they're just... Maybe they're trying to stay consistent in not giving us answers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. That's my theory. What do you think of that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's something. <laughs> <laughs> is it? It's sound, right? I have a different theory. Uh, uh, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. What do you it, mean? Suppose that is solid. That mm-hmm. is the reason. Yeah. If if we're holding them to the standard, then yes, T T two ruined it. But nineteen eighty four and nineteen ninety or whatever movie logic is so different than movie logic. Then they did that in T two because audiences didn't give a crap. Right. We're already going cool robots. Mm, we're giving lots of craps right now. Yeah. Now we're, I don't know why, but the standards are completely different. And we're like, wait a minute, explain yourself before I, right. before I believe in this robot, explain yourself. Do you think that because audiences won't suspend disbelief as much? Yeah. Because I think even, even genre movies have taken a turn towards some kind of grounding in reality. Uh, and, created an emphasis on it if you think about like even comic book movies it's like oh everyone loves bat christopher nolan's batman because it's more realistic and when iron man came along it's like it's believable right um and i'm thinking why do we care about that i mean uh that's it's it is an appeal to a certain degree for a certain type of movie but part of me thinks like we're gonna just eventually boomerang back to and we're starting to see it now with things like guardians of the galaxy and you're just like well, I don't care. I mean, it's a talking tree and a raccoon. I buy it. <laughs> Do you think yeah. that audiences now are just more intelligent than they were 30 years ago? No, I think they're cynical. And they <laughs> attention more spans, cynical. Their attention spans, their cynicism, and their Spoiled. suspension of and disbelief. I don't, I don't mean intelligent just in the broad sense of the term, but more intelligent when it comes to movie watching. Like, they're more perceptive. They're more, they understand concepts better in the way the movies are told, created and told that they can critique things better? No, that can't be it. If that were the case, then they'd like more movies. Well, they've (laughs) just seen more examples of well-rounded stories where people don't break the rules and are concerned with that. And then they can listen to podcts and read articles about who's right and wrong. So these these other movies have set a standard that everyone expects. Yeah, you can't break the rules. If episode seven comes out and they completely disregard the rules set, even if they weren't like, solid rules people would flip out and the movie won't succeed well that has more to do with and that this might actually now that you mentioned it be the case with terminator once you've established a robust mythology that people buy into and appreciate then you can't tamper with the mythology that's what i'm saying yeah that makes sense because the reason people wouldn't forgive that with star wars is because everyone's gotten so into it that they know and how to nitpick it to death like wait a minute that's not when that happened and that's not what tattooing looks like and that's not when this guy we needed specific answers for some of the questions t2 gave us that we never got and instead they just created more questions and tried to ignore them and that's where it messed up i have a different theory that doesn't discount patrick's theory tyler are you gonna listen to my theory i'm listening uh but it it put places the emphasis on something a little different. See, I agree with what Patrick's saying, but I think that um, the first couple of movies um, ruined the franchise for franchise for different reasons, or tied up the franchise and didn't leave room for sequels for different reasons. 
And I'm realizing this more and more now. We talked about it a bit in our earlier episodes, but the thing is, those first couple of movies, I think, are so effective because they take this giant concept and then they distill it down into what's essentially like a cat and mouse movie, especially the the first movie. The second one gets a little wider, but still, it's good protector, bad guy chasing and run from them for the course of the movie and try to survive. Uh, but there's all this huge conceptual stuff puffed up or behind it that's carrying it forward. But that's not what we're seeing. That's not like what's in the forefront. In reality, Sarah Connor's just trying not to die for the next hour and a half. Or, you know, Sarah Connor and Arnold are trying to protect John Connor for the next hour and a half. And they get caught up in different Cyberdyne things and stuff like that. But they, they open it up just enough for it not to go insane. Um, I think after that point... Uh, With T3, the filmmakers seem to have thought, I don't know what they were thinking, and I'm sure they did better than I would have done, but they seem to have thought, well, audience want to see that exact same thing again. And at that point, we were going, we've already seen this done as good as it could possibly be done, and this sucks, and it was sloppy and weird. So after that, it seemed like with Salvation, they were saying, we can't ring that story out anymore. Let's just go into the future and kind of tell stories from this whole big concept that until now has been tucked away in the background. And audiences didn't like that either. They were like, this is weird. Where's Honor? Where's the, guy? Where's the cat and the mouse thing? And so then they're like, okay, well, I guess audiences want to see that same thing. So that's where we get Genesis. But the problem with Genesis is that I think that they, after all those movies, after all those concepts have been explored, and at this point, I don't know if they took any of this account, but you've had things like TV shows and comic books and novels and all that crap. Uh, they're thinking well, we can't just do a simple cat and mouse thing now and make it good. It has to have to do with, we have to completely rewrite the story and change the timeline. And it involves so many different things that never get explained. It's like, why is there a T-1000 in 1984? Why, why did this Terminator go back to the 70s for Sarah Connor? There was a T-1000 in the 70s for Sarah Connor? Why is uh, Cyberdyne now an app? Why is... And, it, and they just keep cramming so much crap into it to the point where you're like, I don't even know what's going on anymore. And they've, they've scrambled the timeline to, to scrambled eggs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was bloated. That's so you think I, that they're just trying to please audiences? I think they're trying to find a way to make this mythology, a story from this mythology connect with audiences again. Mm-hmm. And they can't find it. They can't freaking find it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're right. I can see both of those. Part of me thinks that, and we'll never know now, but if they were, instead of doing all this, like, go to 1984, then go to 2017, then fight an app, then fight a personified version of the app, but John Connor's also a bad guy, and now Arnold's going to turn into a T-1000, instead of doing all that crap, if they just were to start with what the movie starts with, you're in the backstory of the first movie, you go back to 1984, and somehow there's an old Arnold there as well because the timeline's been split and they spend the rest of the movie doing the cat and mouse thing, running from a bad Terminator just in 1984 LA while they're trying to uncover this mystery of how did, is there an old Terminator? Arnold fighting Arnold. Yeah. And you don't find out until the, you know, like the purpose of the movie is to uncover that one secret. I feel like that would have been so much more streamlined and interesting. It would have felt more faithful to the move, the two movies that everyone loves and it's a great premise. Instead yeah. of trying to throw in this John Connor is a robot thing. Yeah. And I think they just wanted to make it super sci-fi for the new franchise. Like lots of time jumps, which I I don't have a problem with super sci-fi, but it made the T-800, the Pops character, which is our favorite character that we want to see. It made him like the goofy sidekick almost. Yeah. He, yeah. Was, he was relegated to the sidelines and got our old robot. Half of the lines we got were jokes. <laughs> he didn't really have any yeah. of those like super cool like, you know, Arnold flying down a freeway on a on a motorcycle loading a shotgun with one hand. Like no. you're, when you see that, you're like, God, that's awesome. And this, yeah, he jumps through a helicopter, and that was kind of cool. But I'll be back. Two seconds ago, he was smiling for a mugshot while the theme from Cops played. Oh <laughs> gosh, yeah. So I think that there's you're both right. Uh, they're trying to play into. Patrick, what you said about these crazy timelines, they're they're trying to play into that, and you can see evidence of it in this movie. Um, there's strong Terminator themes that they tried to incorporate, like John Connor, 
the protagonist becoming the antagonist, which is classic of Schwarzenegger, the antagonist becoming the protagonist. Right. Yeah, I think that's a cool head. idea. Cool that's idea. Great idea. Um, but they're they're trying to do what you said, Patrick, but make it appealing to audiences. Right. And it's like in what way? In the in the way that they're trying to get audiences to connect in a couple ways. Like one, uh, the whole Genesis app is is trying to get people to just recognize that oh, that's our technology that could be realistic to our world now. It's, Genesis right. was basically Apple, yeah, in this movie, where everyone had their phones and a countdown and their iPads and their iMacs and. Yeah, they'd all, all pre-ordered ridiculous. it. Yeah, they're all staring at their phones. It's like they had scenes where it was just people staring at phones and being addicted to technology. It's like, well, we, we get it. It's you're, you're trying to connect yeah. us to... That wasn't a horrible idea. No, and, and I I get it, but then that's just like they're just trying to find ways like that to make the audience uh, more interested uh, because they they didn't think that they could just get away with the cat and mouse thing. They had to have these big right. ideas all incorporated into a fast-paced so movie. Cramming more and more crap yeah. into there. So they had to say let's let's twist John Connor into the villain. Let's throw in modern technology that they can relate to. Let's let's complicate this yeah. storyline. And they're obviously and in to order to set up a new franchise. Yeah, in order to even have the Apple theme, they have to get them out of 1984 and into a current yeah. time period, which is funny because the UI for the Genesis app as futuristic as it's supposed to be, it looked it's awful. Stupid. It looked like somebody from Gateway designed it in yeah. 1993. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those dumb clouds with the kid silhouette. Uh, but then they even threw in some some silly stuff just to get the audience laughing. That was just so stupid. Like the the bullet loading scene with Kyle Reese and Schwarzenegger. Yeah. It's like oh, where we, they're like having a what? a pissing contest. Yeah, over who can load the, the gun. an ego match between a robot and some guy from the past or the future and the <laughs> via the past. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just what were they? What was the song playing during that? The Ramones got yeah. got it. Uh, oh, here's here's a bunch of that's all Sarah Connor could listen to. Originally in T two when they were jamming Guns N' Roses, they were jamming that Ramones song. And in post, James Cameron said, "Let's do GNR instead." So that was a throwback to that. Oh, okay, but, but that doesn't help us because that no. happened behind the scenes. I yeah. know, but you know, fun. But then the soundtrack from Cops when they that get was the worst yeah. thing that they could have done. That was the second time I exhaled and shifted in my seat during the movie. Yeah, that was way worse than Talk to the Hand, way worse yeah. than Comments. It's beautiful. <laughs> is that the worst gag in the that franchise? Is, so that is the, worst the gag. low point in the franchise. Yeah, yeah it wow. definitely is. Um, but then they tried to throw in a lot of the old um, Terminator catchphrases, like when Sarah Connor busts into that that uh sports authority yeah, some kind of department store or <laughs> yeah. something yeah and she says come with me if you want to live to kyle reese it's like oh well, we get it you're flipping everything on its head and then schwarzenegger says i'll be back and jumps out of the helicopter that was she cool. says she says what yeah because <laughs> she doesn't know that was cool yeah. yeah i don't understand like at this point they've just painted themselves in the corner they feel so obligated to shoehorn yeah. those two lines at least into everything they into create. the movie and it's like at this it just feels so. Was it Christian Bale that got to say it in Salvation? That yeah. was a clever way to do it, and it didn't feel contrived because they yeah. and they even crescendoed to it. What will we tell your men? I'll be back. Tell them I'll be back. That was great. Yeah. So I think that just to reiterate, the two of you were both right. I feel like the oh, great. We movie won. movie yeah. creators took the the continued nonsense of this timeline. Just th- they just ignored it. They said, we're just going to do whatever we want. And then they said, we've got to please audiences. And they just threw in as much junk as they thought would right. take to, to keep them interested. And it kind of made it complicated and, and confusing. Yeah. It was yeah, convoluted. It was such confusing. a mess. The, the, the thing about humor is you don't really get any humor in the original movie. And the humor that you get in T2... It's so inadvertent. It's not... Yeah, it, it, it's really subtle until like the third act of the movie. And by that time, they've been developing this T-800's transition from like kind of a stoic, 
uh, inhuman protector to more of like a father figure for John Connor. And so you want them to connect. You want them to have a friendship and they, they're earning it as characters in your perception when you finally get like the moment where Arnold lifts the minigun and smiles or when John Connor's trying to teach him how to say profane things and the Terminator's awkwardly repeating them back to him. But they play those moments in the midst of serious things. They don't play the theme from cops over it or like try to like play yeah. Benny Hinn all of a sudden. It uh, it feels natural in the flow of the movie and you appreciate them. They, they work <laughs> as gags. The 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 gags that the T eight hundred gets or that Pops gets in Genesis are how almost do you feel about Pops. <laughs> I don't know how I feel, I feel about like, him having a name. Yeah, her calling him Pops. I think it just plays into that same thing John Connor experienced, where he felt like he was. He said everything I know I learned from a machine. Yeah. So Schwarzenegger was kind of like a father figure to him. They did that same thing with Sarah Connor when she was a kid, but almost he really was more genuine father figure in her life. He raised her. Yeah. So her calling him pops was just playing into that. And I thought that it was weird, the emotional connection that they had. Well, the thing I was thinking about was that if I'll buy, I could buy that. I could buy the premise that given a lifetime worth of spending with somebody. Right. She was 19. So at least a decade. Yeah. The T 800, uh, has, if Skynet can become self-aware, then it, stands to reason that this sophisticated artificial artificial intelligence and a learning computer in a T-800 could start to develop human tendencies, even like complex emotional interactions, even if they're not all the way developed. I can buy that. So that's the reason that at the end of T2, it always made sense to me that uh, when Arnold's telling John Connor goodbye, he suddenly sounds all emotional because right. he's learned so much over the course of the movie. Right. T2 is the only one that really plays into his intelligence. Right. And but and they earn that with the journey that you go on with those two characters, yeah, with yeah. John Connor and, and Arnold's character. In this movie, we don't really see a ton of the interaction that Sarah Connor and Pops have. We They just allude to it. You know what I mean? That they've been pals for a long time and that they have a connection. So by the time you're seeing that the T-800 has like hung fo- uh, little childhood drawings that Sarah Connor has done for him <laughs> inside his bunker, yeah. it's like, what? You know what yeah. I mean? Because we haven't got to uh, connect with any of that stuff. Right. It's like they're trying to disassociate Schwar- Schwarzenegger's character from actually being a machine. They want you to have Im- like human emotions projected onto him, even though that shouldn't really be that. Accurate. Right. Yeah, but they're not. They're not doing it right. They're not. <laughs> they're not. Yeah, that's the problem right there. <laughs> <laughs> Do it right. It was at the end of the movie that I, because for the most part, I'm thinking, okay, if he spends enough time around her, she, he's her mission. He has this much time dedicated to her. Sure, I can get it to certain degrees, much like the precedent set in T2. But at the end of Genesis, when Schwarzenegger is sacrificing himself so he can kill John Connor, and he has a tear in his eye. I thought, no, no. Take care of my Come Sarah. On. Take care of my Sarah. Yeah. Take care of my Sarah. And then they zoom in up close and he's about to, he's getting all choked up. Yeah. So if Skynet became fully aware and we don't know what, to the extent that it did, you know, just enough to like kill everybody. Do you think that Arnold, a T 800 could become fully aware enough to, develop emotions i don't think it's a question of whether or not he can become self-aware it's a question of whether or not the audience can believe that he is self-aware because we've connected yeah. with him enough to establish that they you can't have two complex protagonists like this not spend time with them enough because most of the movie is about kyle reese it's not about pops right and uh expect us to have that same connection because in t2 arnold is essentially kyle reese he's the only protector yeah. You're not having to divide time between the two of them. And we could divide time between the two of them if we didn't bloat the plot with a million different (laughs) sci-fi tropes Uh that we can't fully explore or make sense of. Yeah. 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 Well, at the end of T2, Schwarzenegger says, I understand why you cry, but I cannot do it myself. I felt like that was the perfect balance of him being intelligent, understanding emotions, but not engaging in them himself. He, what he doesn't have tear ducts. Where's that liquid coming from in <laughs> yeah, his eye? Yeah. Maybe it was how far sweat. down does that living tissue go? You know. <laughs> well, he yeah. does sweat. Does he? I guess. Yeah. And he bleeds and everything. 
you can only eventually that logic gets stretched to the breaking point. As Mike observed correctly in our second episode of this, that we have organs that power the tissue on the surface. All he right. has is an endoskeleton. It's just and skin. And skin. Yeah. Somehow that right. skin, flesh is somehow self-sufficient without the organs. Bizarrely. Bizarrely. The one moment that I started to feel a connection with Pops and it was too little too late was uh, during that stupid bullet loading scene when his hand malfunctions and he has yeah. to like bang it on the table and then he just says old. Old but not obsolete. And yeah. And uh, I thought like, that's kind of cool. He's like aware of his yeah. finality. I thought yeah. that was good writing, that older older but not obsolete thing. Yeah. Yeah. The, the whole thing of changing John Connor to be the bad guy and making it where the thing they were fighting for the whole time is now the thing they're fighting against could have been so cool and scary. And he, I think even the, like the, the upgrade of <laughs> putting the CPU in a T1000 and now the T1000 is Arnold could have been cool. It just, it just wasn't. Imagine this then the movie is, like I said, uh, it takes place in 1984. There is a split timeline, but it's a mystery. And rather than an, an inexplicable T-1000, you get that John Connor flip. John Connor comes back, and then there's a twist, and then you've got to figure that out as well. But it's still streamlined enough. Now, that would have been a great... <laughs> that would have been a great Genesis. Yeah. <laughs> they should have called me. They should have called, called me. You. So if you happen to stick around for the front half of the credits, then you get a, a mid-credit stinger in this movie. We stuck around. Yeah. We yeah. got it. We Well, we all got those, it as those, in we saw it. <laughs> we saw it. All those other chumps walked out of the theater early. Everybody did. It was weird. With their crinkly candy bags and their Don't they realize gas. the world we live in, the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe gave us, that you always wait through yeah. the credits? Well, a few now. people, unless it's a Marvel movie, people know to stay for the Stinger. In fact, they often misunderstand and stay for Stingers uh, for any comic book movie. And you can just tell these guys think that this is a Marvel movie. Right. It's not going to have a Stinger. Right. But the reality is that uh, more movies have Stingers than you think. Mm-hmm. It's uh, It's been a long-going it's not, tradition. It's not terribly uncommon in this movie had one and it didn't make any sense. Did you guys understand what you were seeing? Yeah, I did not understand. <laughs> it had one. I did not understand it. I didn't understand the it point was, of it or why or anything. It was a shot of the weird hologram kid as he got older, right? Yeah, the the, the personification of Skynet, Skynet, the Skynet hologram, and he s- s- projected himself into some r- room that had been destroyed by the explosion, but there was some orb some glowing skynet's brain or something yeah yeah i don't know this is kind of like a um if a tree falls in the forest did (laughs) did it really make a sound like why in the world is skynet projecting itself onto a hologram when there's no one around to see it (laughs) it's not talking to anybody it's just showing up to look at this orb i think it's kind of like uh robin williams and bicentennial man or it's like johnny vive you know if he's self-aware then uh if he's self-aware, he just wants to be personified. You know what I mean? <laughs> Even if no one's around to see it. Yeah. Uh, it's like, why do we wear clothes when we're not in public? If any of the writers are listening, I would say, don't make that the bad guy for future franchises. Oh, he's totally going to be the bad guy. Yeah. Don't do that. He's totally going to be the bad guy. He was around for like 10 minutes in the movie trying to act all evil. I was like, I don't even know what this is. I can't yeah. be afraid of it. Trying to be menacing. Oh, no. right. All they were doing was shooting the little projector. Yeah. Which is <laughs> kind of funny. They that just they got had, annoyed of him. The Cyberdyne facility had gone through such great lengths to set up projectors just so a holographic per- personification <laughs> of their app could talk to them. What in the world? So bizarre. It's the future, man. There was no explanation for what Genesis even was. Who is this guy? He was just, he was just the cloud, really. <laughs> <laughs> the cloud is going to be our undoing, man. <laughs> just some device that connects all our devices together. We know that. Well, mm. if, uh, if you were, you know, if you blinked and missed the stinger, then you probably also blinked and missed the cameo from Richard Patrick, who played the T-1000 in Terminator 2, because we all missed it. Yep. I just read that he was in the hospital somewhere. No, Robert Patrick. Oh, I'm sorry. Richard Patrick is the singer from Filter, who is his brother. Right. I also read that they tried to get Bill Paxton. I don't know what to that To be meant. the young punk? I don't know how he could have been. They could have CG'd <laughs> him up <laughs> right punk. nice. Yeah. 
They had yeah. all their CG guys working hard on Schwarzenegger. What do you, where do you think those other two punk extras are these days? <laughs> They're mad. They <laughs> They're still out there. They didn't somewhere. get a call. <laughs> they, had, they had to shoo them off the set to like really shoot it. I read also that they tried to get Christian Bell. I don't know how true that is. And s- to be John Connor. Oh, I thought it would have been great. I thought so too. That would have been really interesting to see. Uh, he certainly would have been able to lapse easier into the villain. Cause yeah, <laughs> the intensity. Yeah, because he was just out of his mind nuts in Salvation. Then he really mellowed out toward the end of the war. <laughs> 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 yeah. he, had, he had a plateau. Yeah. So Genesis isn't doing so great domestically right now. No. Uh, it, it we're really hoping isn't. for big overseas return so that we can get more sequels right guys yeah oh yeah i'll I would, see him i'll be right there yeah. right there when they open to see those sequels yeah. ever a believer and ever an optimist for the terminator franchise and again we really think you guys should all go see terminator genesis there have been i was looking on the internet and arnold tweets and retweets the, the yeah. folks that are in it, talking about his movie and there seem to be love schwarzenegger he's he just broke a world record right for the yep. longest longest tour actor touring with a film mm-hmm that's great. Way to go. Yeah. Good for him. So we're I believers, we're supporters. I always thought it'd be fun if there was a Schwarzenegger spelling test. Could either of you actually spell Schwarzenegger? I can try. All right, hold on, let me. I was trying to I was trying to Google search Schwarzenegger the other day and I had the worst luck. I just could not get his name right. This is this will be the way that the best way to end our the road to Terminator Genesis. <laughs> after all the work that we've done, after everything we've been through, can you spell the man's <laughs> name? Can you spell Schwarzenegger? <laughs> Are you all right, ready? Josh, you first guy. Now you guys confirm no one can see me, but I'm not looking I'm not, at anything. If you I'm not gonna tell you right or wrong because okay. we're gonna give Patrick. See who a try. gets closer. Yeah. All right, so I'm gonna say that it's S C H W A R Z E N E G G E R. Patrick? Um, forget what I just said. You try. Okay. I think I'm going to say the same thing. S C H W A R Z E. Where am I at? Z E. Z E N E G G A R. Ooh, Josh wins. Maybe I'll dub that in for my victory <laughs> music. You guys clap for me and then the music will play. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler's not clapping. Uh, Despite accusations we regularly level at one another, we here at You Hate Movies care very much about films and the people who make them. We are movie enthusiasts, not movie detractors, and as such we reject the popular tendency to treat franchise films, sequels, remakes, and reboots guilty until proven innocent. Nor do we regard every art house, indie, or Wes Anderson movie awesome just because they exist. Having anything negative to say about a movie is a conflicting thing. We didn't make the movie. We aren't talented or capable enough to make a movie. It's much easier to sit back and pass judgment on a creative endeavor than it is to applaud the hard work of so many individuals who wanted very much to create something audiences might enjoy. So, even though we were not enamored with Terminator Genesis, we respect and applaud it. We hope people go see it. We're thrilled there are people out there enjoying it. We hope to see more Terminator films. We love having Arnold on screen again. Finally, Thank you to all the hardworking folks behind the movie we couldn't have possibly made ourselves. You have our support and our box office dollars. Go see the movie. Support the movie. Then, argue about it. Thanks for listening to our Road to Terminator Genesis miniseries. You can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes or the RSS feed at youhatemovies.com and follow us on Twitter at youhatemovies.com.